This is the Leapcast, where we talk about how today's current events impact your real life. If you are tired of politics or you are just exhausted from the spin, this show is for you. My name is Andrew Lieb, and every week I host a talk radio show breaking down the news from an independent point of view. We discuss real estate, business, and your health. Hear from the experts and learn the truth on the Leapcast. Personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lieb. This is the Liebcast, broadcasting from our brand new studio. Lauren Lieb, Mordechai Yankovic, the Chazaka, and Andrew Lieb. We are so elated, excited, over the moon. We have so much room I can breathe. <laughs> we just finished a major renovation at our office building in Smithtown. And part of that was doubling. I would say it's double. Would you agree it's double? It's about double, yeah. It's about double the size we made our studio. And it's just so much better. It's our post-pandemic miracle is that we were doing a lot of this remotely. And now that we're all vaccinated, we're all safe, we're all ready. Morty, I didn't even tell you this yet, but we're going to relaunch live classes from Leap School. Oh, nice. When's that happening? Yeah, so um, I'm not sure. We didn't book a date yet, but today, I don't know what it was about today. You brought in, we, we had a bagel party. Because you can't go on the radio until you have bagels and locks. And, and shmia. Well, you, it's not just shmia, Lauren. I had the egg salad. for So I had a, a bagel early when he first brought it in, and then I had a second bagel. And my mother always told me a bagel's four bread, so I feel like I'm a loaf right now. <laughs> but... <laughs> I had egg salad on the second half. So I did bagel and lox. The first one, although I think you lied to me. You told me you were getting me red onions. I'm pretty sure those were white oh, onions. I specifically asked for red onions. I think that they lied to you, Morty. But I'm really glad the studio is bigger so I don't have to smell your breath. It, it's, well, I, I used the Mentos. Freshness are fun. And so I, I'm so excited to be at the studio. And I feel like in the studio we can allow for more Asians, and more African-Americans, and we can have more women. Lauren, you're all the only woman in here, and and you must feel like a minority. There's Morty and I wait, sitting wait, here. Wait, wait, So am I out because I'm a white Jewish male? Well, you don't put the Jewish in there no, because that just, makes you— Yeah, you just uh, totally okay, took it to I a new level it up, sorry. of don't discrimination. Even, don't even go into the fact that you're Jewish because you are a white man, and— I've been reading over and over that apparently the thing we have to do right now is we need to have Indians, not just Indian like from India. We need Indian Native American, maybe Native Canadian. We need to have a diverse, the DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion. You know, I'm big into this stuff. I won an award from um, the, what was it, Lauren? Long Island Business News. Yeah, Long Island Business News. I'm now, I was just appointed onto the New York State Bar Association's um, committee on this. And I'm very big into this, but I don't know about you. I think the white man is losing. And no, I have to tell you. Says the majority of the people I know on Facebook. Well, that's what I'm reading everywhere. I'm reading everywhere on Facebook. And but I, and in our new studio, we have enough room because that's why we got more room, Lauren. We can be inclusive mm. of everything. Right, the person that got the diversity award is sitting in a room right now with a white male and a white female. Well, we could characterize things well, however we want because Lauren, just so we're clear, is 25% Irish. She's 75% Jewish. She's a woman. That's a lot of diversity. You're a Jew. 
And the Jews are much less a population. I, I, I had a sure. fight. I had a fight with an African-American man once um, as a consult. He called us about race discrimination. And the law firm, you mean at the law firm, okay. like I want to help him. I really wanted to. And I kept asking him questions. And as Morty will tell you, just because you feel like you're being discriminated against doesn't mean that a jury's going to agree with you. You have to be able to prove it. Yeah. You need those fact things. Yes, and helps. I kept asking him for facts, Lauren. And he goes, I'm an 85 year old African-American. I know discrimination when I see it. And I'm like, but I can't communicate that to a jury. And this is a contingency case. And I just need some examples. I'm like, did anyone ever say any bad words to you? Not even that word, like any bad words. I just want to know if they said anything to you. I was like, do you have any witnesses of you being physically treated differently or different policies being right. against and you? He, and he took it as you don't believe him that he was discriminated. So he goes to me, you don't know what it's like to be a black man in America today. I said, you're right, sir. But first of all, we're not, we're on the phone. For all you know, I could be a black man in America. Like, and he goes, he was like, you don't sound like a black man. I'm like, isn't that implicit bias just to start off with, you know how black people sound now. And I have to tell you, black people from the UK sound very different than black people from Alabama. And I got to tell you, in Alabama, two different black people sound different. But anyway, what I said to him at the end is, because he was, he was going at me about not being discriminated, not knowing what being discriminated against is. And I said to him, there's many more black people in America than Jews. And I thought that was an important point to make out that of all the, the different groups out here, like it's not like people are celebrating the Jewish people. Like we, we have some terrible anti-Semitism going on these days. That's terrible. Terrible, really disgusting. And so anyway, all jokes aside, it's a big movement for inclusive workspaces, Lauren. I have... Uh, a lot of examples I've been hearing. I was actually at a dinner party recently. I don't. I shouldn't say that because I'm too. Um, what's the right word for it? Unkempt to be invited to a dinner party. Like you're not bougie enough. I'm not bougie. It was more of a let's have some drinks. But I'll call it a dinner party so I could sound fancy. And so I was, at, I was hanging out with some friends and we were having a beer. That's really what happened. And my buddy was complaining about how if you're not a minority, if you're not disabled, if you're not a woman, if you're not black, if you're not Hispanic, you can't get promoted. It's impossible to get jobs. That's what he was saying. He was going on about it. And even before that, I was talking to a doctor that I know, and he was telling me that he was supposed to give a CLE, not a CLE, a CE, continuing ed. CME. CME, Yeah. Uh, laws CLE. That's why I said that. But he was supposed to give a continuing ed to doctors and they canceled it because they didn't have enough diversity on the panel. Wow. And, and whoa, whoa. Yeah. and Wait, so is that is that why he thought it was canceled? Or no, no, no. That, that was, was the emails. expressed reason. Oh it was God. actually and emails. The doctor that you spoke to, wasn't he a minority? He was, but he wasn't he a woman minority. Oh, and they wanted quota. to have, they, they had quota for women. And he was saying to me that they actually, how I know it was, Morty, is he actually said to me they had proof that they had invited a woman and she declined. And they sent it to the organizer and said, what do you want us to do? Force women to participate? And they were like, we, we invite people. And I don't know if you saw this. There was this article in the American Bar Association Journal by this gal named Deborah Cassins Weiss. I think I said her, her name right, Cassins Weiss. And she writes, lawyers in Florida can't get credit for ABA, that's American Bar Association, ABA's new CLE program, because the ABA 
the American Bar Association, that's like the National Association of Attorneys, the EBA now has a rule that says, hey, guess what? You must include members of diverse groups based on race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, and disability. And that sounds aspirational, which kind of makes sense. But then they go further and they give specifics. If your continuing legal education program has three or more panelists, including the moderator, at least one of them have to be from a diverse group. If you have five to eight panelists, at least two. If you have nine or more, at least three. And then the question becomes, and then the question becomes, because I, 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 I think this is an important one. This is from a very famous case, Morty, and this is what they say in Griggs v. Duke Power Company. Here's what Greg says. That's the famous affirmative action case. It is. And here's what it says. Title VII, Title VII's employment discrimination, right. which, by the way, in New York City applies to independent contractors as well. Other places it may not. It's questionable. But what Greg says is Title VII, the purpose of Title VII is to promote hiring on the basis of job qualifications rather than on the basis of race or color. So I'm wondering why we're presuming to start off with that you need to have three panelists that are from diverse backgrounds if there's nine or more panelists in the ABA. I'm not saying that women shouldn't be all nine of the panelists. I'm not saying Hispanics shouldn't be all nine of the panelists. I'm not saying African-Americans shouldn't be all. Why are we presuming that it's impossible? It's a functional impossibility that the most qualified three, for example, because that was one of them, three panelists, you need to have at least one from a minority group. Why isn't it possible that the three top most qualified panelists on a topic all happen to be white men? It very well could be. I, I asked that question. I want to know about that. And Lauren, you're, you're... I'm sorry. I'm going back to, well, I did 23andMe and I got a genetic test back. And She's a man, baby. <laughs> She's a man. Oh, I know somebody that... It, thought she was just a white female and turns out that she's very highly Native American and she didn't know that. So now could she go and say that she's Native American because her DNA test came back that she has roots somewhere as a Native American? I'll tell you what, she would have got into a better college had 23andMe been around when she applied because- Well, all my friends that are sending their children to school are telling me that it's very difficult to uh, send their white children to school because minorities are getting their spots. Well, did you see, just to give you another thing to get you a little uppity, I'm trying to get you uppity. I'm just okay. going to tell you. Uppity, uppity. And this is to help you. You're the woman. Roar. Roar. Okay, lower that volume. <laughs> I was just telling you I could be a woman too. But my mother-in-law no, taught me. No, you can't. No, she taught me that women roar. Well, she went on the marches in the 60s. And she's very womanly. I don't even know what that means. I am woman. Hear me roar. Like, isn't that a uh, isn't that I am Katie lion Perry song? Yeah, but shouldn't you be saying I am lion? Hear me roar. Like the male lions are probably saying like, what's up? Well, I'm feeling discriminated against. I can roar. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> there's this law that just passed the Senate and the Assembly in New York State in. The Senate, it passed in March, which was a little while ago. But the Assembly, it passed on June 3rd, this past week. Wow. And it's going to go to the governor to get signed. And here's what it says. To work in conjunction with the – you don't need to know that, Jazz. Here's what's the goal. 
to create diversity in the workforce for the construction industry. That's what the whole point of it is, to get minority members and women. They say women. That's why I say it to you, Lauren, because maybe you want to roar here. They say that they're going to create this new law to make construction in New York State, or it passed the Senate, or it passed the Assembly, going to be a law. And so the question becomes, going back to this Griggs thing, going back to our studio now that we have all this room for the minorities— for the women, for the disabled. Now that we have all this room. It is wheelchair accessible. Didn't Greg say that we should be hiring based on qualification? Shouldn't the rule, because isn't this the new thing? Like you can't get a job. You see job applications that we're trying to have a more diverse workplace. And people are applauding this. And we're in this cancel culture where they go, there's only men. There's only men. There's, and I'm not saying to you we shouldn't have women. Don't misunderstand. I'm not saying you we shouldn't have African-Americans. Don't you understand? And I read a very interesting thing that said, well, there's foundational issues of how people even get to the point that they're in right now for their test-taking abilities, for their ability to interact in the workplace. There's actually, I think it was in Business Insider, it said people want people to be authentic in the workplace, but you can't be authentic if you have diverse backgrounds because sometimes your diverse backgrounds don't jibe with management. And so I get all those systematic problems, but is the point, I guess this is the question, Morty, is the point, the place, the moment of intervention, is that proper at the place of employment or is it somewhere before employment? Because the current intervention is that bosses, management, they're getting incentivized based on having, I have a friend that's a president of a publicly traded company. He said to me, when they do promotion, he has to have X amount of people of these different backgrounds in his candidate pool for his own bonuses. And if he doesn't do it, his bonuses are in jeopardy. And so the question is- Wait, but in his candidate pool, not, not how many he hires. It no, has to be in, the candidate in the candidate pool. pool. Okay. But we're not even there yet. My, that's not my question. My question is, we agree. Let's just put it out there. The Liebcast agrees that a more diverse workforce is a more effective workforce. We're going to go off of that proposition, that having women working makes a better GDP for the country, creates better examples. Having more African-Americans, Hispanics, Hindus, Jews, having more Diverse workforce is going to get a better product, more efficiency, having a better macro economy and the micro for that business, that's going to be better. I'm not debating that right now. Let's just go with that. And it, Morty, if you disagree with it, Lauren, if you disagree, I'm not saying you do, but if you do, for the purposes of this dialogue, let's accept that to be a true statement. Let's just go with for this. So if you're listening and you're already thinking you, that you're disagreeing, just pretend you're not. And just agree. Yeah, because that's not the issue I'm going yeah. to. I'm not telling you that may or may not be true, but for the purposes of this dialogue, I believe that, but I didn't study up on it for purpose of this conversation on the radio today. The Leapcast, our current events aren't about that. The current event is the point of the intervention, meaning for the ABA, the American Bar Association, for the ABA, they have this thing that the intervention is going to be on when you set the panel, the speaker panel. By the way, just to point out, Florida had a similar rule, and the Florida Supreme Court banned that rule, and the Florida Supreme Court said the use is, the use is quotas based on race, ethnicity, gender, religion, national origin, disability, or sexual orientation, 
in the selection of course faculty or participants is not okay. Quotas based on characteristics like the ones in this policy are antithetical to basic American principles on non-discrimination. That's what Florida said when they ruled on it, but I'm not there yet. New York State Senate Assembly, they passed a rule. They said, we're going to have interventions about getting more people into the workplace. So here's my question. This is what I want to understand before we're going to the law or anything else. Assuming that the company will be better served, society will be better served, the country will be better served by having a more diverse workplace. Is the place where we should put the onus, is the burden we should be doing it, is the moment the intervention should be happening, this DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, should that be on the point of hiring and promotion or should that be somewhere in elementary school? Should that be somewhere in high school? Well, should it's that also be so- in college. It's getting okay. into college. Should it be in college? I'm not saying that which one it should be, but my question is, assuming that U.S. Supreme Court, the Supreme Court of the United States, their word means something, and assuming in Griggs v. Duke Power Company, they did say that the purpose of Title VII, which is the anti-discrimination law in employment, right, Morty? Correct. Is to promote it's hiring. Federal. It's federal. Yeah, federal. Yeah. But it, just to be clear, it covers all the states. Correct. Every state's got to listen to this. The purpose is to promote hiring on the basis of job qualification rather than the basis of race or color. My question to you is how can you do these interventions? How could you do recruiting, promotion? How could we have affirmative action? How could we do things? I hope you know affirmative action means this is according to the EEOC. This is what they say. Affirmative action means those actions appropriate to overcome the effects of past or present practices, policies, or other barriers in equal employment opportunity. So should we be doing affirmative action on advancing employment opportunities for underrepresented groups, on hiring, on recruiting efforts, on promotion, on career advancement, on bonuses? Should we be doing that then, Lauren? That's what I want to know. How do you balance these two things? How do you do that? and not discriminate against the white man. Well, I think if you're doing- You like the way the white man picked up. He was like, I'm here. I'm assuming this is where you're going, but- um, Well, I'm asking, I'm not going. I want, you go. I want to know where we're going. going. I'm going, I'm going. Yes, the answer is yes. It would be discrimination against a white male if if you're specifically looking for a minority but there are times where it might be appropriate to discriminate against the white male. Well, we're going to go to the appropriate in a second, but I just want to make sure I understood your statement. Because you're the employment expert at this table. Like, I do employment law, but you run the department. So I just want to make sure we're on the same page while we're talking right now. And Lauren, you ask your questions because you're in charge of the hiring here and you used to be a recruiter. Yeah. So my question becomes, assuming we all agree that it's better for everything, If you have policies in place designed to benefit everyone at the expense of the white man, isn't that discrimination? Are you saying that's discrimination? Like if I have two candidates, one is black, one is white, and I go, I need a black guy. Yes, that's discrimination. That's discrimination. It would be the other way around. So my question is, isn't it true that that white guy that doesn't get hired, I just want to make sure we're on the same page, yeah. 
Couldn't that white guy, there's, there's a famous case about that too, Morty. This is McDonald v. Santa Fe Trail Transportation Company. That's a U.S. Supreme Court case too. And that case says discrimination law prohibits discrimination preferences for any group. Here's the key words. Minority or majority. So my point to you is, just so we're clear, white man out there, you're feeling disenfranchised. America's got you down. Trump spoke to you. All this movement was everyone's there to hurt you and help everyone else out. They're helping everyone but you. Your American dream's the thing of the past. You apply for a job. They pick the black guy over you, and you're more qualified. Morty Yankovic, I just want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. White man has a lawsuit for employment discrimination. 100%, yes. Next question. White man has the job as well as white woman. There's a promotion opportunity. Wait, they, have the, they have the same job? Same job. Okay. There's a promotion opportunity. I just want to make sure we're on the same page here. There's a promotion opportunity at the workplace. Both of them apply. There's a test. The white man gets 10 points higher than the woman. But there are already 10 people of the higher job. They're all men. The boss hires the woman, gives her the promotion. So not hiring, promotion now. White man, better qualifications. Same job. Does he have a lawsuit for discrimination? He does, but then we're going to get into this whole disparate impact. <laughs> Do you know what I – I hear brilliance, Morty, at this point. I want to hear you to hear what the white man just heard. I just want you to know I'm a white man, so I speak white man fluently. Okay. Here's what they heard. Big lawyer words to take away my rights. I, that's not the way I see it. Well, because you know what it means. Correct. But I'm just telling you, when they hear people start using fancy Latin words. Okay. when So the simple uh, answer is yes. But I just want to be clear. And this is, I think, the big disconnect in society. And that's why we're having this dialogue. That's why we're sitting down right now. That's why the Leapcast, who discusses how current events impact real estate and business, thought this was the must-do topic today, particularly since... This week, the assembly passed this new law about diversifying the construction industry. The set, it passed it back in March. It's going to the governor Cuomo's desk. It's going to say, we're going to change the stuff in the labor law, the executive law. We're going to have women and minorities. We're going to have all these people be part of the workforce. And my questioning, and I just want to understand again, recruiting, hiring, promoting. I hope we all realize that recruiting, hiring, and promotions, these are Big, big deals. You I'm, get a promotion, you get respect, more salary, you get benefits. Like this is people's livelihood. And Lauren, you're speaking up, but that's just because you're roaring like a woman trying to take away the white man's rights. Uh, I'm actually just thinking about one of my clients for our sexual harassment trainings that we do. We do these online videos for companies to train their employees for sexual harassment. And I have a very big client that's a big construction company in New York. They have about 350 people that work there. Um, they do construction on the big jobs. All men. They're they better pack their suitcases. 348 of them are men. And, the two and she that, knows, actually. I just, do know. Yeah. I did look. And the two that aren't men are administration. So they don't actually Lauren, do the construction. Lauren, hold job. that thought. Hold okay. that thought. 
because we're about to get booted for a commercial break oh, at the Leapcast. Okay. And I, I want to loop back. I want to hear about this company. I want to hear what we're talking about. I think you're just booting I, her because she's a woman. Well, oh. I was I was gonna say something else, but I was gonna give our, our sponsor now, but after you say that, I can't even do it, Morty. So what I'm gonna do is say, hold that note, the Leapcast will be right back. This is the Leapcast. Find us on social media at Listen to Leap or visit listen to leap.com. 